California dreaming of. I don't know that song very well. Hi, hello, and welcome to the seventeenth episode of No Eye Contact. My name is Ash. I'm 25. Why did I forget for a second? I'm a Virgo. I've got mushroom earrings on today. Honey's here. Honey, say hello. Honey. Honey says hello. Um, what the fuck is good? Um, how was my Thanksgiving? Thank you for asking. My Thanksgiving, this is the first good Thanksgiving I've had in, since I was a child. And I want to... And honestly, what made it good? Me. I fucking took initiative and I fucking did that shit. I have to do two. My parents aren't divorced yet, but I have to do two Thanksgivings because my grandparents don't mix, I guess. Okay. Honey's like fucking going through my things. She just realized that I put a new lamp over there. That's been there for a fucking day and a half. She just realized so she has to sniff it out. Um, so my dad's side of the family does Thanksgiving the day before Thanksgiving. And it's a big family. You know, it's my... My dad has two sisters. They have kids. One of my aunts has five sons. Count them. One, two, three, four. Five sons. And they're all fucking teenagers now. And so there's just a lot of people in the house. And I don't like it and I'm also I'm the only granddaughter so it's just me and a bunch of fucking teenage boys there's no one for me to hang out with I don't relate to the adults because they're all fucking Republican sorry I'm getting too heated right off the bat <laughs> but uh when I was a kid I always thought you know the goal was to get to the adult table and then I think that that's when I started not enjoying Thanksgiving was I I made it to the adult table, and guess what? The adult table's not any fucking fun. They just sit around and say ignorant, dumb shit, and they, like, try to slyly insult each other to their faces, and, and, yeah, and, and like, I just, it just wasn't fun. So, so, this year I was like, I'm not sitting at the fucking adult table. Also... I'm a big bitch, so it's, like, uncomfortable to have to, like, you know, the seating arrangements. I I, I have to ask people to get up so that I can get into my seat because I can't slide behind your chair, bitch. I'm big. You know that. You can see me. And it's just uncomfortable, and I'm not going to fucking deal with that. So I decided not going to sit at the adult table because I don't, I don't like the adults. So I just hung out with my brother and then my brother's best friend is one of the fucking five teenage boys, which he's cool too, I guess. But also the most fun I had at Thanksgiving was 
because not only am I the only grand like girl, I'm also the oldest. So I was always kind of the ringleader when we were kids. Like I would be like, let's go play tag. We're going to play this game. We're going to fucking, we're going to play hide and seek. We're going to do this, blah, blah, blah. Like I, they would just do what I said. But then somewhere along the way, I lost my will to live um, and also be the ringleader at Thanksgiving. And so I just didn't do anything. I was just miserable. So this time I fucking showed up prepared. I brought Jenga and Connect Four. And I also brought three White Claws. And my dad's side of the family doesn't drink or at least doesn't drink around my grandma. But no one noticed that I was drinking White Claws. So, and it made it more fun for me. And as soon as I got there, I was like, we're playing fucking Jenga. And it got everyone like interacting with each other and it was fun and it broke the ice. And then at, we ate and, and the and the food was fine. And then I also don't really care for Thanksgiving food. That's the other thing. People are like, ooh, but the food. I don't even have that to look forward to, dude. I don't care about the, I don't care about Thanksgiving food. I would rather eat lasagna. I'm sorry. Why can't lasagna replace turkey? <sighs> so anyways... <laughs> We ate, and then I think that because I broke the ice with Jenga, uh, my cousins started going around to the other cousins and being like, "Hey, we're gonna we're gonna play hide and seek after after dinner." And we they hadn't put together a hide and seek game in years at a family gathering, so I fucking did that. And then, but I'm not fucking I'm not playing hide and seek. It's fucking cold outside. I'm not running around in the dark. Fuck you. So. I played Connect Four inside, and I was it was fun. I actually had fun. And then the next day, we had my mom's Thanksgiving, and that one's, like, sad. So the first one's, like, usually overwhelming. But then the other one's, like, sad because it's just my grandparents and my parents and me and my brother. And my grandmother has dementia, and it's getting bad. And, um... Yeah, it's just fucking awkward. But, um... Last time I saw her, I had yellow in my hair, and she didn't know who I was. She kept being like, who's that lady? And then sometimes she would be like, oh, no, I re no yeah, we used to work together. Okay. But this time, because my hair is back to brown, and also right when I saw her, I was like, Granny! So, like, putting that in her mind. She couldn't remember my name. But she could remember that I'm her granddaughter. So I guess that's that's good. That's good. She could not. She kept f getting distracted by my septum piercing. And like she would forget that we had already talked about the septum piercing. And then she would notice it again. And then she would like bring it up. So I just straight up had to. I straight up had to flip it up. So she would stop talking about it. <laughs> but um, but here's what made that Thanksgiving good. Is that for the first time ever. Uh, I drank at Thanksgiving. I actually got drunk. My brother and I both got drunk. <laughs> and that's never before. And it made it very fun for us. I, sh I showed up early to Thanksgiving just because I was like, I was fucking ready and I was waiting around. So I showed up like probably 45 minutes early to Thanksgiving. My mom was still cooking. She has like, my mom's really the only person who like casually drinks. My dad, for some reason, is anti everything except for like McRib, McRibs from McDonald's um that's his drug of choice but um uh 
He's actually also never been drunk, which I think is fucking... I don't know how to explain it, but it feels like a red flag to me. Um, but so I get there and I'm like, fuck, I wish I brought a fucking White Claw. So I, I know my mom has a little bit of something laying around. So I'm like, mom, what you got? What you got? And she had like a little bit of vodka in the freezer. And so I'm like, mom, take a shot with me. She's like, oh my God, should we? And then I'm like, wait, Cameron's going to be 21 in like a month. He should take this shot with us too. And so next thing I know, me, my mom, and my brother take a shot together on Thanksgiving. I've never taken a shot with my mom. I've never taken a shot with my brother. Um, And then she just started pulling out, like, all the leftover alcohol she had in the house. She had, like, two mini bottles of Evan Williams whiskey. She had, like, a little bit of tequila. She had a little bit of, like, a different vodka. Um, And so next thing I know, me and my brother both had a mini bottle of whiskey we both shared a shot of tequila and we both shared a shot of um, some kind of like peach vodka or something. And I also had a mixed drink. And so next thing you know, in 45 minutes, I'm fucking drunk, dude. And when I, my friends know this, when I drink, when I get drunk, I fucking get so sweaty. But I'm really sweaty when I'm sober too. So it's kind of hard to tell, but I got real fucking sweaty. <laughs> And, um, my brother said when he sat down for dinner, the room was spinning, <laughs> but it made me way it like, it made it way more fun for us. We were way more social and like interacting with our grandparents and playing around. And the only person I was expecting to say some shit was my dad. And luckily he didn't say some shit. And he's also really good about like holding grudges, like not saying stuff in the moment and then bringing it up later. And he still hasn't brought it up. So that's pretty cool. Um, when I went into his office to be like, Hey, what do you want to drink? I'm making drinks. He was like, what are you drinking? And I said, I have a mixed drink. And he went with alcohol. And I was like, yeah, bitch. Um, but yeah, it was fun. It was a lot of fun. And I hope that it becomes a thing cause, and maybe that's fucked up, <laughs> but now it's fun. <laughs> so if I can get drunk on Thanksgiving, I would look forward to Thanksgiving. So we'll see how it goes. Maybe the goal is to like, ooh, what if one year I could get my dad? Oh, he would not take a shot. Mm-mm. I'm going to fucking, I'm going to dose his sweet tea with fucking LSD at Thanksgiving. That's a fucking Thanksgiving, brother. What else happened? Oh, after Thanksgiving. Oh my God. Okay. So after Thanksgiving, <laughs> my, my brother's girlfriend, her name's Diana, came and stayed at my house over the weekend. And so I, I've met her before. She's great. Love her. Uh, she hadn't met like my parents and stuff. So she ended up meeting my parents. She ended up, they, they forced her to go to my grandparents' house. There were still like aunts and uncles there. So she like, she had to meet all these fucking family members. They've only been dating for like three months, maybe. I don't know. Um, anyways. Uh, then, after she had to meet everybody, we went to dinner with my parents. I went with, so they would be like a little less awkward for her. And it was fine. It was fucking... It was whatever. Um, but then towards the end... 
my parents started to have a fight and I kind of instigated the fight and it was really uncomfortable for Diana but to me it was the most interesting part of dinner (laughs) but so here's what they've been fighting about and they've been fighting about this for like a fucking week here's the fucking tea is that so my dad's family huge family one of his sisters got a photographer and they wanted to all meet in the mountains all the family members to have like fancy ass fucking pictures taken right and I remember I was there when my dad told me and my mom this and my brother was at college at the time so it's like he's out I don't want to do that I don't want to go spend my Saturday doing that I don't like my family like that I don't want pictures of me like that I don't care so I'm out and my mom was like oh that sounds fun we should go I want to go get pictures taken of us and then like maybe I could get a few of me and then yeah she was really excited about it and my dad immediately is like absolutely not we're not fucking going his I think his excuse well one he also doesn't want to spend his day doing that that's fair but his other excuse is that he's fat and he doesn't want any pictures taken of himself hey I get that dude Welcome to my entire life. But uh you got you got to you got to take pictures of yourself for like life, you know? Anyways. I'm not even high and I'm losing my train of thought. What are we talking about? What are we talking about? What the fuck are we talking about? Photo shoot Oh, so my dad's like, no, not happening at all. And it's like, okay. And then so my mom like makes plans for that weekend. She's, she bought like an Airbnb and, or she, she bought a cabin and she's trying to fix it up and turn it into an Airbnb. So she was planning to go work on it that weekend. Turns out my aunt calls my dad and essentially guilts him into coming to the photo shoot. She's like, you know, I, I want there to be a picture of like mom and dad and then the three adult children. So like, you need to be there, brother. And he doesn't want to go, but he's like fucking, okay, fine, whatever, fine. And what he should have done is he should have gone to my mom and said, hey, I actually am going to go to this photo shoot. I know you're, you have plans this weekend, but do you want to go? And I bet my mom would have been like, yeah, let me change my plans because I want to do this photo shoot. But here's the thing is my dad's a fucking narcissist and he doesn't think about other people. So he didn't think to do that. Or maybe he just didn't care to do that. So he either tells my mom like the night before or the day of I'm going up to this photo shoot. Okay. (laughs) Um... So he goes and does the photo shoot. She goes and works on the Airbnb. And she, I guess, so the only reason I even heard about all this fucking bullshit is she called me like that Sunday when she was driving back from the Airbnb and fucking went off about my dad. And she said, I, I guess once the photo shoot pictures started coming up on Facebook, don't have Facebook guys, don't have Facebook. Once they started coming up on Facebook, it hurt her feelings she just felt really left out like none of my aunts called her and was like you should come we want you to be there 
I think it's because they assumed my dad would bring her, would say, would like relay the message to her, but he didn't because he sucks. And when she saw the pictures on Facebook, she felt really, she got really angry about it. She even texted my aunt to be like, hey, just so you know, I wanted to go to that photo shoot and your stupid fucking brother didn't even invite me. <laughs> um, and, but here's what I told her was ridiculous to be mad about because she was like, I understand being in like the picture with your parents, but I guess it was like the big family picture with like all my cousins and like everyone's kids and shit. And then there's my dad. And my mom's like, you should have stood out of that. Your family wasn't there. You should have stepped out of the picture. And I'm like, if you're already fucking up there for the photo shoot, you're going to get in the picture. That doesn't, that's a stupid thing to be mad about. You can be mad that you feel left out and you feel like he didn't like take your feelings into consideration, but to, but to be like, how dare you be in that one fucking picture? That's what? But anyway, so that got brought up at dinner because my brother didn't know about it. So it got brought up and like, as my mom is recounting the story, dude, my dad was like so angry because here's the other fucking thing is that he could easily, 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 easily be like, I didn't realize it meant that much to you. I'm sorry. Next time I will invite you. But no, he has to fucking double down on like being defensive. And he was literally so angry while she was talking. He was like rolling his eyes and like clenching his jaw. And he was like, no, tell your side. Go ahead. Blah, blah, blah. And then he fucking uh, somehow it escalated into because my mom's also being ridiculous and being like, when people see a picture of you without me on Facebook, they think we're getting divorced. And so he said that at dinner. He was like, so now somehow it's turned into that we're getting a divorce. And he was like, and I wish I never went. I wish I never went. I wish I never fucking went. And it was just like, we're at dinner, bro. You're like 50 something. Calm the fuck down. But, uh, so yeah. That was Thanksgiving. <laughs> um, and speaking of Thanksgiving, it has nothing to do with what I want to talk about today. <laughs> So that's fun. What I do want to talk about today is Ray Dunn. Do you know who Ray Dunn is? Do you know what Ray Dunn is? Okay. I'm acting like this is a fresh slate. You, you're a fucking alien. You just showed up on earth. No, that doesn't work. It doesn't matter. You don't know who the fuck Ray Dunn is. Let's learn together. So... Um, this is on raydun.com. This is her about page. This, this is her about page. <laughs> so let's read. Ray Dunn is a California native and resides in the San Francisco Bay Area. She has a Bachelor of Arts degree in industrial design and worked in graphics and fashion design for several years before discovering clay, which has now been her passion since 1994. Ray currently has a line of wares that is sold nationwide. Her inspiration comes from the earth. She finds beauty in simple shapes, natural forms, and found objects. Her work captures the simplicity and playfulness that are the cornerstones of her own life. A classical pianist, painter, and frequent world traveler, Ray has been influenced by many cultures and artistic pursuits. Ray's work is deceivingly straightforward. 
What does deceivingly straightforward mean? Is that not okay? Listen, I'm not I'm not smart, but I feel like that cancels each other out. I feel like you to be straightforward. That doesn't make any sense. I feel like, am I stupid? Deceivingly straightforward. Just say it's straightforward. What does that mean? Okay, anyways, here's a quote. I don't think my art is a reaction against the complexity of life today, but rather a way for me to embrace the joyful, spontaneous elements of daily life that seem to be wanting, wanting in so much of what we do. Today, more than ever, I think we all need to slow down and grasp that which is honest, real, and personally satisfying. I try to express those feelings in all of my work. End quote. Her work is strongly influenced by the Japanese aesthetic of wabi-sabi. I hope I'm saying that right. Wabi-sabi. That's what it looks like. (laughs) Excuse me. Wabi-sabi, the beauty of things imperfect, impermanent, and incomplete. Here's a quote. I don't strive for perfection in line and form in my work because for me, the balance I'm trying to achieve can't be represented that way. The incompleteness and imperfection of my work is part of the story. Just as the absence of something in our lives can stir powerful feelings and show us the way to wholeness. End quote. Built entirely by hand, Ray's work often elicits a physical response, asks to be touched, and provides a sense of reassurance. (laughs) A sense of reassurance that we have our feet on the ground. Here's another quote. In my own way, I am driven to find that balance between expressing something that is deeply meaningful to me and creating a sense of joy that might quietly touch the lives of others. Wow. Beautiful. Profound. And you're in like, if you've, if you've never seen a Ray Dunn artwork, you're probably, I I don't even know what you could be imagining. I mean, I'm just imagining like the most beautiful, profound, deceivingly straightforward pieces of art I could think of. And like, if you're not familiar with the Japanese aesthetic of wabi-sabi, you know, let's just type in wabi-sabi. See, I feel so disrespectful when I just say it. I feel like I'm saying it so wrong. Um... Okay, here's the Wikipedia definition. In traditional Japanese aesthetics, wabi-sabi is a worldview centered on the acceptance of transience and imperfection. The aesthetic is sometimes described as one of appreciating beauty that is imperfect, impermanent, and incomplete in nature. It is a concept derived from the Buddhist teaching of the three marks of existence. Characteristics of wabi-sabi aesthetics and principles include asymmetry, roughness, simplicity, economy, austerity, modesty, intimacy, and the appreciation of both natural objects and the forces of nature. Wow. Let's look at some examples of wabi-sabi. Wabi-sabi art. So this this is what I usually think of is like a fucking bowl and someone broke it. But then they put it back together with like gold. And they're like, wow, it's like imperfect. imperfect. And, but we like made that art. Okay, there's like peeling paint. 
okay, cool, I guess. Cool. Not for me, but cool. I get it. Um, yeah, cool. So, um, let's, let's look at some of Ray Dunn's work. All right. So pr pretty much all of them are just this very plain, like ceramic white with this, like, they all have the exact same font, which is like supposed to look, I guess, handwritten. And she puts exactly what the thing is supposed to be used for on it. Exactly. Or like, or like something having to do with it. Like I've seen, like, for example, this, it says it's mixing bowls and it says pinch dash mix. Um, his and hers. I've seen like a dog bowl that says wolf, a coffee mug that just says coffee. Here's straight up on, on these dishes, it says soy in the bowl and then it says edamame on the plate. So that if you like forget, if you forget what's supposed to go on these plates, and if you wanted to use the plates for something else, you can't because this is a soy and edamame plate. You fucking idiot. Cup of happy. You don't put anything in it other than happy. There's a fucking picture in this picture that just says pour in case you forget what you do with a pitcher, you fucking pour it. There's a fucking mixing spoon holder that says stir crazy. Isn't that just so silly? Uh, one says not yours. There's, and then she's got like, oh, there's a fucking butter dish that says butter. But then she's got some other things like best day ever on a mug, hot mama, hot mess, dog mom, not yours. Yas. We've got a sugar and cream thing that says sugar and cream, even though there's a fucking plant in it. And it all looks the same. It all looks the fucking same. And it doesn't look, I know it's her original work, but like, it doesn't look original in the slightest. They all look the fucking same. And I wish I wasn't audibly getting angry, <laughs> but this makes me so angry. <laughs> it's so ugly. It's so fucking ugly. It's basic. It's ugly. If you go in any fucking TJ Maxx. And you go to the clearance section, it will be full of these ugly fucking ceramics. Okay. I'm literally getting angry. I have to I have to move on to the next thing. So yeah, she makes ugly fucking basic pottery. Which no hate to her. I'm sure she's a lovely lady. Cause really what it is is that it's not it's not her fault that it got so fucking popular. And that's the, that's the problem. I feel like I wouldn't hate it so much if I didn't see it fucking everywhere. And there weren't bitches literally going fucking nuts about it. <gasps> Wait. Okay, so. Here, here's the fucking tea about Ray Dunn. 
is that she got well i'll just read this so this is also from raydun.com um where she talks about manufacturing so here here's what it says I have two lines of ceramic wares on the market. This has been somewhat confusing to many people. One line is handmade by me. The other is manufactured. Here is how it all came to be. I began selling my wares 13 years ago, making every single item by hand. This meant no molds, no castings, no interns, no employees, no accountants, no help, just me. Making, glazing, firing, packing, shipping, promoting, accounting, etc. Soon, I was selling to 100 stores and working day and night, seven days a week. I couldn't keep up. There was a dreaded, never-ending to-do list at all times. Serendipitously, in 2003, Magenta came into my life. This changed and saved my life completely. And so was born Ray Dunn by Magenta. This is a line that I design and make prototypes for. Magenta... Magenta then has it manufactured in China, markets, promotes, and sells it all across the globe. I barely have to lift a finger compared to what I was doing. This has allowed me the time to focus on just a small exclusive line of handmade wares that I sell and to, that I sell here into a select group of stores. If the piece is marked Ray Dunn, it was handmade by me. If it is marked Ray Dunn by Magenta, it was manufactured by my pals at Magenta. So... I mean, it makes sense. Like, she got so fucking popular that, like, you know, she had to fucking find somebody to help her. And it's cool that, um, it's cool that she is still able to, I don't know, make, make prototypes with them and, like, still has, like, a pretty good creative hold on, like, her own work. But so, apparently, through research, because, because what I'm getting to is that there are some dumb fucking bitches who are obsessed with Raydun. Obsessed with Raydun pottery. It is a personality trait for them. It is their whole life. And they resell it. They go to the stores. They try to buy like exclusive items or new drops. Um... And they they resell it for, like, a bunch more than they got it for at, like, fucking TJ Maxx. And apparently, I'm trying to remember, I think it's mainly birdhouses and something else. But then also, like, even through Magenta, Ray Dunn does, like, basically seasonal lines. Like, new drops for each season, kind of. So... So I, I guess when this new line drops, they like freak the fuck out. But so these people, these fucking people are a menace to society. Literally. It's like fucking, I don't even know what to, 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 I'm imagining like when their Supreme drops and like all the fucking crusty teenagers are like lined up outside the store but it's just like middle aged mainly white women i'm assuming um but so there's this this um news video okay so this is from WXYZ TV Detroit channel 7 from June 7th 2018 and it's about two minutes, but uh, we're just going to give her a gander. 
talking about these fucking people. Next time you're at Marshall's, TJ Maxx, or Home Goods, you might want to check the kitchenware department. There's a new frenzy brewing over a brand of pottery called Ray Dunn. It's Wednesday at a Home Goods store in an undisclosed location. We just come at Wednesday, like 1130. Where a group of women waits for a shipment of Ray Dunn pottery. They did not want to give their names and asked us not to reveal which store they were in because it's their little secret. You got to figure out when the truck is and you got to stand around the store waiting. Michael Victor was among the shoppers. He scouts for Ray Dunn pieces for his wife, an avid collector. Ray Dunn is sold exclusively at Marshalls, TJ Maxx, and Home Goods, often for just $10 or $20. But then the pieces are showing up on eBay for over 100 bucks. We found a set of these bowls selling for $94, a Halloween serving bowl famously sold for $300, and a cute birdhouse now has asking prices well into the hundreds. So Tweet Birdhouse, which is like $15, and they sell it online for up to $300 for this birdhouse. <laughs> I don't understand it at all. It's almost like adult Beanie Babies. Tracy Alexander owns a kitchen craft shop and says customers are asking her if she sells Ray Dunn. Answer, no, but Mud Pie has the same look without the frenzy. This is from a company called Mud Pie. The look is very, very close. But Dunnies, as they're called, only want Ray Dunn. And Mike Victor finds himself reluctantly in the hunt, too, when he's not Facebooking with the Husbands of Ray Dunn Addicts support group. Ray Dunn is the name of the artist who designs the pieces, which change every few months, making the old ones so valuable. So keep your eyes open when you're shopping, Davy Lou. Oh, uh, sure, I'll do that. Absolutely. <laughs> Nina. Wow. Wow. So much to unpack. First of all, Dunnies. They call themselves Dunnies. Never. I don't remember. I don't remember that. I've never seen that. But that's fucked. Um. So. Oh, also the Ray Dunn husband support group on Facebook sounds about white. So I've, I've watched a bunch of videos of like people who work at TJ Maxx and home goods and stuff talking about how fucking annoying these people are. So basically they like know when the truck comes or whatever, and they are outside of the store before it opens. And then when you open the door, they are fucking running through the store to where the Ray Dunn stuff is. And they are fighting each other for it. Part-time job was at... My first part-time job was at Marshall's. And Marshall's is owned by the TJX Corporation that owns Marshall's, TJ Maxx, Home Goods, a bunch of those stores. And all of them carry this Ray Dunn brand stuff that was shown in the video. So the first time I ever did an opening shift for Marshall's, I was told by my manager to watch out for the Ray Dunn women. And I was like, what's a Ray Dunn woman? They basically told me that it was this group of women who would go to the home goods across the freeway from our marshals and then to our marshals every single morning and buy out all of the Ray Dunn stuff that we had. They would seriously. I wish that audio was longer, but the fucking TikTok cut off, but whatever. Um, yeah, okay, apparently they're there every fucking day. But yeah, literally fucking fighting each other for it. Um,. It also, I've also seen people say like, cause I guess shipments when they come in, they, they come in like an even number, like it'll be like six or eight or 10. And so when the fucking Ray Dunn bitches are there, 
if there's like seven, they'll be like, where's the eighth one? Like, I, I know that there's an even amount and they'll be like, sometimes shit just breaks in transit and they'll be like, show me the broken. Like, they think that the employees are lying and like, like how almost said illegally, it's not even illegal. Thought that they were like hiding. They think that they're hiding Ray Dunn pieces for other buyers. And apparently other Ray Dunn bitches, they come in and they'll hide the Ray Dunn pieces in the store for like their friends who are coming in later. Um, and they, oh, employees, they think that the employee, I think I have a video of a girl talking. I don't even remember what I was looking for. Oh, okay. This is a bitch who works uh at a retail store talking about it talking about her experience with these radon women i just don't get it dude i think they're fucking ugly i think they're fucking ugly i think if you bought like a i think that you could make something cuter yourself but i just don't get why they're being resold i don't get the people people fucking collect this shit and like their entire kitchen will be fucking radon shit that just has like one word on everything and it's so ugly. Like, if you have one or two, that's fine. If you think it's cute, whatever. But, like, if that's your fucking personality, like, I really want to say kill yourself. But I shouldn't say that, right? Um, Get a better personality. That's what I'll say. Okay, so this is a bitch uh, talking about her experience working there. How would they know? Okay, so Ray Dunn. Okay so, okay, so Ray Dunn, if you don't know about Ray Dunn, go ahead and search it on TikToks. The videos are insane. I'm just going to tell you some of the things that the Ray Dunn women do at my store. This behavior is absolutely unacceptable, but unfortunately, it's so common amongst that community. It's the standard. So, here we go. So, most of the items that we receive are in pairs, like 2468, who do we appreciate? Not fucking Ray Dunn. Uh, with the exception of canisters and birdhouses, we'll have like singles of those. But when the resellers are snatching everything off the shelves, if it's an odd number, they'll immediately go to the manager and demand to see where the last, you know, to make it even, where those pieces are. 100% of the time, it is broken in transit. We mark it out, we put it to the side. They will then demand that the managers physically show them the broken pieces of ceramic so that way they can verify the inventory. And if, like, let's say we've already marked it and thrown it in the garbage, um, they will then call corporate and list every single person that is working that day and accuse them of stealing, favoritism, reselling, buying it for themselves, whatever conspiracy they can cook up that day, that's what they're going to go with. After they verify what's on the shelves and they do a loop of the store, they're then going to create a line and stand right where you come out of the back room so then they can verify every single merchandise. And guess how long they'll be in our store just fucking loitering? eight hours plus. Imagine coming into your job, they're there before you get there, and then having someone who doesn't work at your fucking establishment stand there and supervise your work for your whole eight hour shift. Guess what? They'll leave around about 5.36. They're going to come back after dinner around eight o'clock to then do another loop of the store. These women live at the store and just have a canvas cart it's literally a canvas bag on wheels and we put pillows and stuff in it they have it in their heads that we hide Ray Dunn in it and then we hide it around the store like a fun little Easter egg hunt because there's nothing that associates love doing more than rework we love taking ceramics out of pets and having to take it back to that section four times in one day you know who's doing that resellers they hide it for their friends 
It's not us. We don't want to put an ounce more of effort into Ray Dunn than we already have to do. I promise you that. This one is by far blows my mind. So you cannot provide customer service to resellers. Let's say you don't know that somebody's a reseller and you're like, oh, hi, how are you? Boba, can you help find anything? You're just doing your job right, providing great customer service. They will see you being nice. They will immediately get it in their heads that you're working with them. It's an inside job. You're letting them know what's on the truck. You're sneaking things out to them. They will call corporate on you and accuse you of doing, of being a reseller or helping them. They have to do a full investigation on that. I can't even tell you how many times I've had to be pulled into an office and talked to for providing customer service. Okay, so Ray Dunn, if you don't know about Ray Okay, so I'm seeing a ton of this on the post. Uh, yes, you're 100% right. It is going to be jam-packed in every single one of those stores. Um, it's not worth any money. None of that stuff that you see like fully, fully stocked um, is worth anything. It's gonna hit that clearance rack. Um, it's worth nothing to resellers. The only thing that's worth anything are going to be very select mugs, canisters, and birdhouses. So, and we only tend to get like one, maybe two of those items in, and that's why the resellers are so like, Y'all, these women are fighting over Ray Dunn. Like, this is ridiculous. I don't know what you're talking about. Because I'm a true ghetto bitch. I come from the hood. Yeah. I'm going to be good as hell. A ping. I'm going to show them a ping. I don't know. I'm going to show them a ping. You know what? I got plenty of money. Get me out of jail. Plenty of money. Nobody's gonna fight you. Nobody, Nobody is gonna fight you. Nobody. I'm there, motherfucker. She knows me. They, they both hands on me. They, they talk shit. Me. But it wasn't us that talked shit. But it wasn't us that did it. None of us wanted to lie to them. And they wanted to go to Richmond and relate to them. Big parking lot. Big parking lot. Bullies will come here. They don't come here. They open here. They open here. I said, I'll see you in Humphreys Monday. I'll be right here. She said, I'm from the hood. I'll get hood as hell. Shut the... F over pottery? You're gonna beat someone's ass over pottery? That's crazy. That is crazy. Dude, I've worked... I've worked in the food industry and I've worked in a fucking retail store, okay? I'm so glad I didn't have to deal with that. If I had to, if I had to work somewhere where they had these fucking Ray Dunn bitches, oh, I would get fired. I would get fired. And it's, it's insane that corporate has to do an investigation on fucking what? Like, I don't, that's just, that's crazy. That is crazy. Dude, I would be, I would be, I would be fucking with them. I would be like, I would be telling them there's a fucking scavenger hunt in the store. Ray Dumb. Ooh, it's crazy. I guess it doesn't affect me. It doesn't affect me. I just look at, I just see it on the internet. And then I get mad for some reason. But... That's, that's crazy. <coughs> it's just so ugly. I just don't get it. Because, like, it's just so fucking ugly. And it's, like, have better taste. And it's, you know, just, like, it's just, like, get a per better person. You know why I don't think I like it? I think I don't like it because it really, 
The bitches that I imagine collecting Radon and going bonkers for Radon are um how do how do I put this how do I put this lightly a little more ooh, a little more on the conservative side a little more traditional a little more you know hashtag women for Trump <laughs> and so the taste makes sense the taste makes sense let me see if i got anything else good oh my god dude if i if i walked into someone's house and saw that i think i would i think i would question everything about myself i would question everything about like all my life choices that led me to this moment that i'm walking into this person's house And if you if you have a couple Ray Dunn pieces, that's fine. You know, I can remember like when I first started to recognize them at like TJ Maxx. And I was like, okay, like I get it. It's kinda cute. It's not my style, but like I could see why people get this. But then when I found out that these bitches go fucking bazonkers for it, like, ooh. That kitchen, that kitchen is a red flag if I've ever seen one. One of my good friends works at like a very popular retail store and luckily it's not one that sells Ray Dunn. Cause I know, I know Miranda would be slap boxing these bitches. I know that. Oh, I just feel so bad for the fucking retail workers. I really do. Because you know it's a bunch of fucking Karens. You know, that's what it is. It's fucking Karen culture. That's what it is. Karen culture. And I did find um, this Ray Dunn interview where she like kind of addresses the craziness. And no hate to Ray Dunn. She seems super fucking sweet. She's like an adorable little lady. She's very cute. And honestly, because of the fucking Ray Dunn bitches who very care in culture like we can agree it's very much like middle-aged white women um that's who I was imagining was making this but it's not a white woman she doesn't look like a Karen at all she looks very sweet um so let's watch this interview I'm so not a wordy person. I'm sorry. Okay, again, she seems so sweet, but I can't do the, like, fake deep shit. It's deceivingly straightforward. I use Japanese aesthetics. I use, I use nature as my inspiration. Bitch... You wrote sip on a mug. I'm not a wordy person. Shut the fuck up. All you got is words, bitch. Sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Let's just keep let's keep playing it. And I feel like my pottery really resembles me. Basic? You know, it's um, quiet. I don't like a lot of what I hear is going on out there. 
You know, there's a lot of fighting and hoarding and reselling. Really nothing that I can do about it. You know, people are free to do what they want with their belongings. time expressing myself and that's why I when I found clay I found my voice because I could just communicate through that it's tactile and it's um, humanizing you know uh -huh. people could tell if someone made it uh-huh and it's imperfect and we're all imperfect my pottery is very much who I am these these plates were the very first thing that I made in pottery oh. and it's uh, you know, imprinted into the clay. And I saw That's cute. It was like a little fucking ladder on a plate. That's cute. That's, I would consider that art. But if you write toast or eat, I see she has some fucking salt jars that just say salt. How's that? It just makes me feel like it's for people who like don't know what's going on like a like a giant six-year-old or something like and I saw I saw some she showed some I think there's some jars on this shelf that like looks like actual fucking art she's got like fucking patterns and shit do that do that that's cool that's artistic but I I think it I think okay the, also the part about her that makes me mad is that you can't I don't know, you can't push this whole, like, mm, like, handmade, like, oh, every, all of them are made with love, when it's like, mm, most of them are fucking manufactured in China, so, what are we talking about? Are they hand-making them in China? Because I, because if they are, that's kind of impressive. <laughs> Signed my name here. Which is Ray spelt backwards. Oh. Because of my shyness, I uh -huh. was, you know. You didn't want to. The interviewer said, oh. Because of my shyness. What's your name to it? I was too embarrassed to have my name on it, but. This writing actually came from these, which oh. I've been doing for, you know, since the early 2000s. When I first started pottery, you know, my teacher was like, smooth those out. That's, you want it to be perfect. And I was like, I don't want it to be perfect. I want it to look like somebody made it. The minute I tell... See, that's fine. I'm, I don't care about... I'm talking about the fucking... There's no color. I, and it's not even like it's like... What's it called? I guess it's like minimalism, but it sucks it's the fucking it's it's the font it's the fucking it's not original anymore it's the same fucking thing over and over and over she hasn't fucking like her art has not evolved she just keeps and i guess it's like you know don't fix it if it's not broken like obviously it's still going well for her but like it just all fucking looks the same, dude, and oh, it's so ugly. I don't want to watch this whole video interview, so sorry. Um, 
Are there raid on vloggers? Oh my god, this is about to make me even more angry. Like YouTube channels dedicated to raid on collectors. Action. Inside the home of the ultimate raid on collector. Bruh. and I am the face behind Simply Andrews on Instagram. I am a Ray Dunn collector. I've been collecting since late 2017 and I am excited to share with you my collection today. It doesn't look like a house. It doesn't look like a home. It looks like a Ray Dunn display case at a store. It doesn't give style. It doesn't give taste. It makes me feel sad to look at it. What originally drew me to Ray Dunn was just seeing some collectors post about it online. Um, it's where I started my interest, what sparked my interest in collecting. I went to Marshall's, I purchased my very first baking, um, baking loaf dish and my flour canister and I brought it home and started incorporating it into my home. I have a more farmhouse style look, which is one of the popular looks currently, especially in the Ray Dunn world. And it's where my love and my passion for collecting started. So I wanted to give you guys a little close up of my non-seasonal or non-holiday display. It is one of my other favorite collections. Um, I keep my hutch in my dining room of my home. I don't really incorporate Ray Dunn or any of my collection elsewhere in my home, but I keep it mainly in my hutch, so it's all in one spot. Um, I do decorate for all the holidays, so I do change it out. I have a Valentine's Day collection, an Easter collection, and definitely Halloween and Christmas. I do decorate a little bit for the fall, but I will start decorating for Halloween at like the end of August, beginning of September. And then once I take it down, I'll put up Thanksgiving for maybe a week and then I go straight into Christmas. <laughs> I love stacking plates. The stack plates are definitely a go-to or one of my um, most popular ways I style a lot of my collection. I'll also use other pieces that I don't necessarily display but work really well for elevating my pieces. I'll make sure all of my items are easily viewable. So using wooden risers that you can find in stores. I have this wooden riser. Um, I also will incorporate wooden stands that you can also find, but I don't necessarily make them viewable. One way I stack my items like most collectors is just by using rice. If you put the rice inside the measuring cups or in your bowls, it's just an easy way to display it and it's also pretty inexpensive. Once most of my items are in my- These bitches aren't even using these things. They're using it as a decoration and it's not even fucking cute. Maybe I'm being ridiculous for fucking hating on this, but I mean, that lady seems cute. Like she had a cute outfit on. I would like to see what the rest of her house is styled as. Also, the farmhouse style, very popular, kind of a Karen vibe. 
And I would say most of my family members have that. And guess what they are? Karens. And do they have Ray Dunn? Probably. It's just, it's just fucking basic. Like, it's just fucking, uh, just do better, you know? And also stop fucking, oh, stop harassing the service workers, dude. The shit's ridiculous. In conclusion, Ray Dunn. It's fine, but y'all are fucking weird. Get better style, get better taste, get a better fucking hobby, get a better fucking life, get a better fucking personality. <clears throat> Collect rocks. I actually do have a rock collection. Collect rocks, it's fucking free. Well, kind of, sometimes. Collect gravel. Collect collect some nice mulch. When I was little, I used to... Not little, but like when I was a teenager, I collected antique Coca-Cola stuff. Do I have any of it now? No. Do I think... Do I... I bet it's cuter than fucking Ray Dunn, though. Dude, what if you walked in my house and it was just all fucking Coca-Cola? That would kind of be a vibe. Oh, but if I walked into someone's house and it was Pepsi... That's a fucking red flag. What am I even talking about, dude? Here's what I'm saying. Ray Dunn, you seem like a nice lady. Ray Dunn the art, it's fine in moderation. Ray Dunn the collectors, go fuck yourself. That's it. It's fine, but y'all are weird. That's that's my conclusion. It's fine, but y'all are weird. I don't know if this was a good episode, but... I've been wanting to talk about this for a while, so thanks for letting me get it off my chest. If you watched this whole thing, thank you. I really appreciate it. Maybe, you know, hit a like or, like, review it if you're, like, listening on something or, like, like subscribe or, like, follow or, like, my Instagram's, like, at pod or, like, if you want to, like, email me, it's youngcinephile at gmail.com. And if you didn't watch this far, fuck you. So, yeah, thanks for watching if you did. Catch you on the fucking flip, brother. Honey. Any any closing statements, honey? Flip this cat around. I flip this cat around. You can't even see her. Honey. Hi. I woke her up. Me and honey say bye.